0: At 7.06 on your Wednesday night, we are here and ready to rock. The number is 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Under the umbrella of uh, employment, unemployment, severance, getting fired, getting let go, everything under there, we discussed it all on this show. Get to a bunch of topics tonight. As we always start, though, my friend, Lior, we start with uh, the week that was. That's right, John, the week that was. And thank you very much uh, for all our
1: listeners. Uh, You know, good night tonight, I think, for the Jays, and and a good night. To talk about employment law as well. Uh, if you have any questions about your legal rights, now's the time, now's the hour. Give us a call, we'll talk, we'll answer your questions, we'll give you some guidance. But as always, I wanna start off by talking about the week that was a couple of situations that I saw that I dealt with uh, this week where I think there's some uh, important lessons to be learned. And the first situation uh, involved a gentleman that found himself to be a, in a very uh, interesting situation. What happened to him is uh, he had worked for the company for about four years. And recently, he had received a negative performance review. Now, I didn't even get into whether it was justified or not, but bottom line was that performance review was not very good. Uh, And what the employer said is, here's what we're going to do. Because we weren't happy with your performance in this last quarter, uh, you're, you're a foreman, you work five days a week, but we're going to reduce you to three days a week, okay? Uh, And we're going to have someone else do your job for the other two days, and we'll see after a while if you deserve, quote-unquote, to go back to your five days. And that's what we're going to do. Uh, It wasn't presented as an option. Simply starting Monday, that's what we're doing, three days a week. So he called me and said, can they do that? What do I do about it? Well, the bottom line, John, is an employer cannot do that. An employer cannot reduce someone's hours and compensation in this way. That is a constructive dismissal. Constructive dismissal, we'll talk more about it a bit later today, happens when the employer changes the terms of the employment uh, in a negative way. So what happened here is by reducing from five days to three days, they've constructively dismissed him. So he now does not have to accept that. He can require the company to pay him his full severance. Now, interestingly, when I told him that, Mm -hmm. he said, well, but but, Lior, if I do that, what am I going to get, a couple weeks' pay maybe? Uh, I said, uh, no, you're actually going to be owed easily six months' pay. So he was very happy about that because he didn't want to go back three days a week. It would be embarrassing. Can you imagine oh, facing sure. your, your colleagues in that sense? So an employer cannot make changes, cannot reduce pay, relocate, demote. Uh, that was a constructive dismissal. So uh, a good result for this guy. And by the way, had he accepted this I was, was going to say he,
0: they can't do it if he accepts it. Oh, yeah. Right? If he accepted
1: yeah. it, then they let him go. Then they would be letting him go and paying severance on the basis of three days a week. Yeesh. So he would have been hurt very badly at the, in that situation. So— uh, with that in mind, let's talk about the second matter. Yes. In the second matter, very interesting situation. Uh, you know, I haven't seen this exact situation in a while. Uh, this gentleman had been off for a while on a disability leave. How long? For eight years. Wow. Okay, he's been off for eight years on a disability leave. But lo and behold, after eight years, he's getting better. Uh, and the doctor's saying, I think it's time for you to go back to work. So he's happy. He's contacting his employer. By the way, he couldn't find the contact information for the person that he knew because in the meantime, people Probably had gone. left, yeah. management had changed, but he found the, the, the contact information for the HR person. Initially, the HR person said, who the heck are you? We don't know who you are. Uh, finally, they went through their records, and then what the HR person said is, wait a second, uh, you've been gone for eight years. That's way too long. You don't have a job here. We don't know what you want from us. Eight years is way too long, So, uh, so long, have a good life. Well, wait a second. Not so fast. An employer cannot do that. Because they did not terminate his employment during those eight years, he remained an employee. If he remained an employee and now they're not taking him back, now they've terminated his employment. And now he has the 15 years he had previously plus the eight years. Now he's a 23-year employee. He probably is owed two years pay. So you cannot do that. If, you're, if you feel that someone has been off for too long, you have to deal with that. You may get some updated medical records. Maybe you can terminate employment. But by ignoring it, by allowing the employee to stay on a disability leave, they're still employed. So with respect to the employees, if you've been off on a leave, remember, even if you've been off for a long time, if you haven't been terminated, you're an employee. You're you're owed your
0: job back. 416-870-6400-640 on cell is the number. Got to Philip down in Bowmanville. Hi, Philip. Good evening. How are you?
2: Hi, good evening. I'm fine. How
0: are you guys? Good. You got a question for Lior? Go ahead.
2: Yes, I do. Uh, I um, My girlfriend has been working for, uh, for this company for almost nine years, and tonight she was asked to resign. Uh, it, the workplace conditions were terrible, as my ex actually works there, and uh, there was always uh, a fight here and there, and the the quality of my girlfriend's work got, got really bad, you know, after putting in uh, complaints about the, the harassing at the job and all that, and it just it just it was one mess after another, and then okay. tonight the disaster is like, what what she doesn't know what she should do is she, she she if she should quit or take the resignation or what what's well, well know, Phil you
1: know. uh, first of all if if she if was put in this position I am having a hard time you know uh, believing that they would say hey today is uh, Wednesday why don't you just quit something must have happened to trigger that maybe there was some confrontation an argument something right was there something like that that, that went on
2: uh yeah there was always it, it was it was a very it was a very hard place to work because because my ex would always create a problem and it was always a very hard. Uh, situation there, and my girlfriend yes has put in uh, complaints on that, and nothing really was done about it because it would just continue.
1: So Phil, I, I would I would want to speak to her because I want to understand exactly what happened, and yeah. I want to understand also uh, you know her feelings about going back to work because she shouldn't quit unless something has happened that that's so obvious that by quitting she's really constructively dismissed. So I want to my best advice is this. Do not have her quit. She should not quit under any circumstances until she and I have spoken. I want to find out exactly what happened. I want to be able to advise her at that point. It's possible that she can quit and we can get her a compensation,
0: but not before I talk to her. That number, Phil, by the way, 416-216-5900. Again, 416-216-5900 or Lior at employmenthour.com. We'll take a quick break. Give us a call at 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. The Employment Hour right here on Talk Radio, AM 640. 717, the number to get a hold of Lior here live in studio. As you know, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. If you're bashful, you're thinking about calling possibly after the show, you can do that too 416-216-5900. That's Lior's direct number and Lior at employmenthour.com. Got uh, Mark in Toronto. Mark, good evening. Welcome to the show. You got a uh, comment or question for Lior?
3: Yeah, I do. Uh So, I work for a very large company. Um, Recently, we just went through as they call it a restructuring. So, basically speaking, they gave us uh, they gave us this document, said that our had a meeting, said our role was has become redundant. And what what they have now in place is like they have other people who haven't applied or merited per se through an interview or or HR. Application doing our role basically answering our calls. Like I'm more or less like a supervisor on the floor. Yep. Or it was, right? So they have these people doing backup in our position and now they're actually doing it as well. And what they did now is say, well, we no longer need you guys in your capacity and we're just going to have this, you know, support group, which are other people who are, say, more knowledgeable or, or presumed more skilled doing basically some of the things that we actually do.
1: So Mark, what right. what are they having you do now then?
3: Well, now that I'm reverted back to being like a regular person on the floor. You know, after I had actually applied and, you know, got the the new role. Yes. And they just said and then we have to sign this document to say, Well, you know, we've marked your role as redundant. Sign this and say that, you know, you'll be a regular specialist on the floor.
1: And and how would your compensation change?
3: Well, you see, my compensation hasn't changed, right? But but in terms of, you see, this is a two-part thing. I really think, personally speaking, that I'm kind of blocked from moving on because I've applied to so many different roles within the organization, some things that I'm more than qualified for, some things not even qualified for per se, but I've watched, I just seem to never be able to get ahead. Right. Right? And I wonder, is it possible that I'm being blocked you know to this extent to, to what they were just able to
1: just recently do to me well he, here's the thing mark you know what you're describing does sound like a demotion obviously they're putting you in, in a lesser position Uh, an employer does not have a right to demote you and if they demote you like I was talking about at the top of the show that could be a constructive dismissal that may be a situation that allows you to leave and still get your full severance now for me to tell you for sure whether you've been demoted to the point that it's a constructive dismissal I'd want to find out more about the job the responsibilities uh, and the corporate structure within the company what I can tell you is, under no circumstances, uh, circumstances should you sign anything. Because by them now asking you to sign a new agreement, I assure you, without even having seen this document, that there's going to be provisions, terms in that document, that are very unfavorable to you, very problematic, that down the road could cost you a lot. So my best advice to you, first of all, don't sign. Second, send me a copy of what, whatever they want you to sign. Let me talk to you and find out more because you now have to make a decision. Are you going to accept this change or are you not going to accept this change and proceed with a constructive dismissal claim? So uh, don't do anything before we speak off the air, but that's your choice.
0: Appreciate the uh, call, Mark. Now, if he said, though, uh, his, his maybe his position's been lowered, but he's still making the same cash. Yes, right.
1: So. But, but it's a lesser position. Now right. you put that lesser position on a resume. That may right. hurt you in the future and finding similar jobs. So even a lesser position where you're making the same money can absolutely still be a constructive well. dismissal. You can still be entitled to leave and get compensation but again for for mark and anyone else listening i don't want people resigning leaving because they think it's a constructive dismissal before before they talk to me because if you make the wrong call and you leave thinking it's a constructive dismissal but it's not you could actually be resigning and not get anything
0: we'll take a quick break hang on the line folks we'll get to you 416-870-6400-640 on cell leor's number 416-216-5900 and email leor at employmenthour.com. Up in the sky we go, AM 640. 22, as always, our listeners and phone callers are top priority. Got to uh, Jonathan and Brampton. Thanks for hanging on the line. Jonathan, do you have a question for Lior?
4: Yeah, really quickly, just because my ears perked up uh, when you're talking about 15 minutes ago. Uh, I used to work uh, at at a position, and uh, my mother then ended up being diagnosed with cancer, and I spoke to the manager at the time asking if I could leave, Um, you know, tell my mom, and I was also still in school manager said that was fine. This was back in 2008. Uh, I've recently, I have recently – I do now have a full-time job and everything else, but uh, I went into the same employer. Uh, the management is now different, but I was coming back, to see if I could uh, get that job back as just a, a part-time, maybe a weekend and during the summer. And uh, they said, sorry, uh, no, you'd have to reapply. You're, you don't belong here anymore, basically. But uh, I was never dismissed. I was never fired. I never quit. Uh, the manager that I was there at the time, we spoke, and she said, go take the time you need. And when, you can, uh, when you're ready to come back, let me know because I've always been a good employee. And now I'm kind of like, uh, you know, back at square one with the same company.
1: Yeah, I know. And and what I was talking about at the top of the show was about someone that's on a disability leave where they cannot work and, and then they get better and they go back to work your situation is very different you you took a leave of absence very admirable to take care of your your mom Uh, but ultimately because it's been so many years certainly that that in the eyes of the law would be considered a resignation even though I know you didn't formally resign by not going back to work within a reasonable period of time or being in touch with them or getting the approval to continue staying on a leave that is a resignation so at this point you're not an employee and if you go back to work and apply you would be hired as a new employee
0: what? How would it affect if he if he wasn't that situation? If he was still there, maybe shorter term. And how does this affect if you leave for the benefit of someone else as a caregiver?
1: So first of all, uh, under the human rights code, uh, an employer does have to accommodate uh, based on family status. So for example, if you're in a in a relationship with your parent and you have to take care of them, and the mm-hmm. only way they can pro- properly get care is by you helping out the employer may have to accommodate that so they may mean give you either time off work or maybe change the hours of work so you can do uh, you, you perform those obligations so so the, the employer has to uh, has to do that in other situations if the employer simply uh, provides you uh, with a leave when they're not obligated right. then it's based on what the agreement is how long am I, are you going to be off a week a month whatever the deal is and if the employee
0: doesn't go back, then that is a resignation. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Your phone calls taking them right up until 8 o'clock about anything to do with termination and severance. We'll go back to our uh, discussion that we kind of ended off last show with about termination and severance. So can your employer agreement, can, can it limit the amount of severance? Yeah, the employment agreement, very important document, John. Many people
1: don't understand that the employment agreement is probably one of the more important uh, documents you're ever going to sign. Full stop. There's no exceptions to that. It's the document that outlines the terms of your employment. And one of the things an employment agreement can potentially do is limit your future severance. Mm -hmm. So you may sign an employment agreement not realizing that what that agreement does is it stipulates that if we, the employer, at some point down the road let you go, we're only going to have to pay you a fraction of what we would otherwise have to pay you. And at some point, that term could cost you tens of thousands of dollars, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending mm-hmm. on the circumstances. So you got to be very, very careful. When you sign an employment agreement, if you've got a 10-page document with a lot of legalese, be worried, be, be very worried, right. because there's going to be things in that agreement that are very unfavorable to you. I promise you that. So can an employment agreement limit entitlements? Absolutely. But here's the good news. The good news is that our courts have said you know what, we don't like very much those terms that limit uh, someone's entitlements. So employers, if you are going to have something in an agreement that limits entitlements, we want you to draft it in a specific way. And if you don't draft it in that way, it's going to be unenforceable. Uh, a lot of employers don't don't draft it properly. So a lot of employment agreements that try to limit a person's entitlements don't in fact have that effect because they're not drafted properly. So if you just lost your job and your employment employer is telling you, Under your agreement, I only have to pay you three weeks' pay, whatever it is. That absolutely may not be the case. Wow. Give me a call. Let me take a look at your agreement, because that agreement may, in fact, not limit your entitlements at all. So be very careful what you sign, and if you lose your job, no exceptions, give me a call.
0: Do you have a right, legal or otherwise, to have your documents, say, looked at someone like yourself before you start work?
1: Well, it's, it's not a question of, of do you have a legal right. It's a question of you should absolutely do that as, as a practical term. You're know, you you're not going to buy a house uh, and, and sign an con- agreement of purchase and sale to buy a house without having a lawyer review that. You should not buy or uh, sign an employment agreement without having a lawyer review that. We spend most of our time at work. John, we were talking about that before the show. We both lo- work long hours. We spend more time at work than we do with our family. So because we, we work so many hours, everyone does – That employment agreement is important. It governs what we do most of our time. So always get advice.
0: Give a quick email here before we take a break at Lior at EmploymentHour.com, before we take some more phone calls as well. Uh, Richard writes in, says, is seven and a half months of severance enough for a 47-year-old salesperson with 15 years of service? Wow. Well, John, what do you think? Do you think it's enough? No. No, no, no. no. So the question is seven and a half months for
1: uh, a 15-year salesperson with uh, age of 47. Not even close. Based on his age, position, length of employment, probably right around 12 months, 12 to 14 months is what this person would be owed. So seven and a half months is probably just just over 50 cents on the dollar. It's not even close. And, uh, you know, Richard, if you're listening, give me a call. Uh, let me review and get some more information because we could potentially double that, not because I say so, but right. because that's what you're owed.
0: You mentioned probation severance before we uh, go here, but uh, probies. <laughs> People on probation. Probies. You probies. Know, I've never
1: heard that term before. I like it. Probies. <laughs> so uh, individuals on probation, do they get severance? So here's the, here's the uh, another misconception. The misconception is, well, you're on probation or there's an automatic probation. You don't get severance. No. The only time you cannot get severance if you're on probation if two things happen. Number one, you sign an employment agreement that says you're on probation right. for three months. It can't be longer than three months, number one. And number two, that agreement also says that for that period of time, they can let you go by paying you nothing. If, that's, if you have an agreement that says you're on probation, and that during that time they don't have to pay you anything, then for the first three months, and only for the first three months, the employer does not have to pay anything if they let you go. But if those two conditions that I just described do not apply to you, even if you're in the first one, two, three
0: months of employment,
1: and your employment is terminated, you're still owed severance, and it could be quite
0: significant. 416 870 6400, star 640 on sale, leora at employmenthour.com. We'll take a, a quick break into more of your phone calls and lots more in our discussion about termination and severance here on the employment hour. Up in the sky we go, AM 640, chopper traffic. Here's Ari. 734 on your Wednesday evening. You can also uh, call Leora directly, 416 216 5900 when the show is over, leora at com. Got to congratulate the Jays. Just wrapped up the American League East, boys. That's right. Go Jays. So you won't be any phone calls for severance from any of that roster. No, They've all no. still got gigs. No, man. They deserve their jobs. They're, well done. They're doing okay. Got uh, Mary in Oshawa. Good evening, Mary. Thank you for calling. You have a question for Leo. Hi. Hi.
5: Yes. Good evening. Uh, listen, I'm calling on behalf of my son. I'll tell you what. He worked at a manufacturing facility in the east end of Toronto, and he was there for, I believe, for around two and a half years. But during his time, he was always complaining, saying they harassment him at work, and he did all sorts of stuff to him. And when he would complain uh, to HR, they did nothing about it. So eventually they just let him go, said, we don't want you here, and let him go.
1: And did they so, pay him any severance, Mary?
5: Uh, I think they get, you know, I think it was a very small, if I can remember, it was a small amount of money.
1: And and when did this happen? How long ago?
5: Uh, well, he's been, it's a year. It was a year in June.
1: Okay. So Mary, he's more he,
5: things sitting at home in deep depression since
1: then. Yeah, well, he, he should definitely call me because uh, number one, he's owed severance, and after two and a half years, depending on his position, it's going to be a few months' pay—maybe three, maybe four, maybe five uh, months of compensation that he's owed. Number one, number two, if as a result of the harassment and their failure to do anything about it, to investigate, to take action, yeah. now he's suffering from a medical condition, he maybe yeah. has depression he or anxiety that they may be owed additional compensation for that. That's that's not right. Obviously, they didn't deal with it properly. The employer mm-hmm. didn't fulfill its obligation as a responsible employer. So mm-hmm. he needs to give me a call. Uh, certainly, uh, it's not too late. It's only been a year. There's a two-year limitation period. Uh-huh. So okay. definitely have him give me a call. I'll be
0: more than pleased to speak to him.
5: Okay, great. What is your number again?
0: Mary, yeah, Mary, the number is 416-216-5900. 416-216-5900. Mm-hmm. Is that number? Now, there is a two-year limitation on most of these. Things, yes. Right?
1: The, in almost all cases, John, if you lost your job, if your employer owes you anything, mm-hmm. be it severance, overtime, wages, there's a two-year limitation period. And very important. A lot of times, you, you know, we've seen this on the show and I've seen this in the office. People hear me speak and say, oh, thank God, Lior, thank God I heard you because I, I want your help. Uh, but this thing happened five years ago. Mm. Unfortunately, we can't do anything
0: about that. So remember, you need to get legal advice as soon as possible. So why would someone you know, in the first place be offered bad severance on the outset? Why don't employers just here offer the proper severance, not have to deal with lawyers or phone calls or the employee coming back to them, right?
1: Well, it it makes sense that they would, right? I mean, it's so simple. If someone is owed this much, why not just pay them? Well, you know, the reality is that about 90% of of situations, 90% of people that lose their job, don't get proper severance. And like I said, I've been doing this for a long time. I've spoken with thousands of people. So I'm speaking from experience. This is not some sort of a crazy number. 90% of people. So why don't they uh, get their proper severance? Well, there's there's a few reasons. One of the reasons may be that the employer itself may not understand or, know or appreciate what their own obligations are. Mm-hmm. Uh, in many cases, that that's the case. The employer may think we only owe someone this amount when, in fact, they owe more. So don't assume that just because... They're the employer they should know or they do know. In many cases, they don't. So the employer may not know. Another reason may be that the employer hopes and believes that the employee does not know any better. So the employer may know what they owe the employee. So we know we owe John 12 months' pay, but hopefully John doesn't. So let's offer John three months' pay, and he may accept it not knowing any better. And you know what, John? In many of these cases, that's exactly what happens. People will accept inadequate severance because they don't know any better. That's why we do this show. That's why I spend all my time trying to inform people, because that's not right.
0: If you're owed something, you should get it. So why don't they know any better? Let me. I'll just frame it that way, and you can tell us why they don't know any better. Well, they don't know any better because there's all these external forces
1: out there <laughs> um, giving people the wrong advice. One of them, believe it or not, for those that have not heard us before, is the government, the Ministry of Labor, the Labor Board. Uh, they... Don't tell people about their full entitlements. In fact, they'll mislead you, not deliberately, but if you call the Ministry of Labor and say, I was let go after two years, what should I be getting? They'll say, two weeks pay. Why? Because that is your minimum entitlements. That is not your full entitlements. Your full entitlements can be five times, ten times that, even 20 times that, okay? But if, if... you're asking them a specific question, they'll answer that, and they won't tell you anything else. So many people believe that. There's a lot of misconceptions. You can go online and try to read about uh, termination, severance, uh, and what happens in those situations. You're going to get half-truths. So don't do that. Get actual legal advice. That's what we do on the show.
0: 416 870 star 640 on cell. Got uh, John in Orangeville. Good evening, John. How are you? Good. Yourself? Good, mate. You got a question for Lior?
3: Yeah, I'm about to start a new job. I got an offer of employment to start for November 1st, and it just it's not even a long page. There's one page, and it just says um, what you're entitled to for severance when your probation period's up, okay. and it says one week for every... Uh, sorry, two weeks for every year you're with the company. Right. And um, for the probation is six months, but benefits are after three, which is pretty standard for most companies, but I wasn't sure if I sign that, and is that what I'm entitled to? Just say if down the road... I don't work out with the company, am I just entitled to two weeks for every year that I'm with them?
1: So that's exactly what that employment agreement tries to do. It tries to limit your future severance in the event that they ever let you go for whatever reason uh... to two weeks pay per year of service now that's very very bad because your full entitlements in almost every situation is going to be a lot more than two weeks per year of service so you could potentially be in a situation where you work for five years under this agreement you only get ten weeks whereas otherwise you could have gotten eight months pay so so that's that's a problem now is it enforceable i don't know because i haven't seen it as i was saying earlier in the show for it to be enforceable, it has to be drafted in a very specific way. So I can take a look at that if you'd like and tell you. But certainly that's the intention of that document. So one of the things you may want to do is you may want to negotiate better terms, uh, either to delete that term altogether or negotiate a more favorable uh, severance arrangement.
0: John, I'm going to give you a number here. And uh, again, you should let Lior look at that before you go any further. It's 416-216-5900, 416-216-5900, or Lior, L-I-O-R at employmenthour.com. We'll take a quick break. Brian, Herb, hang on the line. We'll get to you here on the Employment Hour right here on Talk Radio, AM 640. 745, yeah, give us a call if you have questions about a severance package in front of you, friend, family, foe. Doesn't matter. We'll answer all the questions here. At least, Liora, we'll all simply press the buttons. I got the easy job. I've got uh, Brian in Scarborough. Good evening, Brian. How are you?
6: Hi, good evening. How are you
0: doing? Good, man. What's your question? my call. No worries. Hmm. I
6: have a question. My question is is, uh, something to do with my wife. She just lost her job. She's been working for 11 years, and they only pay her 4 seven severance pay, and and that's it. And when they actually my wife, she ended up with uh, the stress and depressed, and, um, uh, you know, she's still sick. Um, I, we didn't know what to do. We just left it as it is, and it just happened uh, last July.
1: And uh, w- was she part of a union, Brian?
6: No, she wasn't.
1: Okay. Uh, and why was she let go? Do you know?
6: No, they say that they don't have a budget.
1: Okay, so it's for financial reasons. Correct. Well, I can tell you there is no possibility on the face of this earth where at, uh, four weeks' pay after 11 years of service would be legal. It's illegal in several ways. So your wife, uh, first of all, approximately how old is your wife?
6: She's uh, 52.
1: And what kind of job? What was she doing?
6: She was uh, housekeeping.
1: Housekeeping. Uh, so she was uh, working for a company, cleaning. going to different houses cleaning.
6: Cleaning? No, it's a uh, uh, employee with a. Oh, I see.
1: So she w- got it. I understand. So she would probably, in her situation, would be owed right around nine months of compensation. Okay, nine months, not four weeks. So, Brian, very important, okay? Uh, your wife has to give me, or you can give me a call off air. I want to talk, uh, find out more about exactly what happened because four yep. weeks is completely illegal. She's owed a lot more. All it's right? not
0: even its not even bad. It's illegal, It's right?
1: illegal. No, it's wow. not a bad offer. Bad offer is different. Bad offer is if she was given six months, babe. That's bad. This is <laughs> completely illegal, all right? So,
6: Actually, you know what? Even when they call her, they said, okay, this is for the supervisory interview, and then uh, finally they just told her. And actually, she ended up in the hospital
1: and after. Right. Well, you know what? Very important that you give me a call. Uh, what they've done is illegal. I, I'm look for, looking forward to speaking to her.
0: Brian, that number is 416-216-5900. Again, 416-216-5900. Important phone call he's about to make. Got to Margaret in Toronto. Good evening, Margaret. How are you? How are you? I'm good, thank you. Okay, you have a question for Lior. Go ahead.
4: I have a question is I have been working for a company for more than 12 years, and um, this company had a contract within another company. Um, the company that, the company that I work for now has had been told that they no longer required the service. It, so they had break, broken the contract. Um, I have not heard anything from the company that I have, was getting paid from. For uh, regarding my severance or my pension or anything, they've basically said to me and others, uh, the company that you were working for is responsible for your severance. However, the company we were working for did not pay. Did not we did never got a paycheck from them?
1: Okay, what uh, I'm not sure, Margaret, is did you continue working or did you stop working?
4: Um, I, I I stopped working as of last week. Okay I last week it was the end of the contract
1: okay so if if you if you stop working the co- the company that you were working for last that's the company that owes you compensation that's the company that owes you severance and oh, if,
4: uh, however the company i was working it, it's a it's a contract business, so I was working for a company that has a contract with another
1: right i understand Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, does, it doesn't It does ultimately change it. If you were working for 12 years, one of them, potentially both of them are on the hook, are liable to pay you severance. It could easily be a year's pay that you're owed. Uh, so it's, it's very simple. If you had a job, if you were working, now you're not working. Someone owes you severance, and usually it's the last one that was paying you right that's going to be on the hook for severance. So again, you have to give me a call because you're owed compensation and guess what, this should be fairly easy to resolve. So give me a call in my office. I want to talk to you and I want to help you get the severance that you're owed.
0: Appreciate the call, Margaret. 416-216-5900. I think we got time for uh, Herb before we break. Hello Herb, good evening.
7: Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. No worries. Uh Forgive me for being a little uh intimidated being on the radio and stuff, but uh uh, I got a question for Leo. Uh, I work for one of the national railway companies, and okay. uh, it was kind of it was kind of strange. Uh, it, I worked as a working uh, repairing the cranes and doing pre-trips for the trucks that leave the yards and stuff like that, keeping the safety going. But I realized that some of the older guys that worked there, uh, you know, basically just played cards, listened to the queue, and stuff like that. And one day, while playing cards with them, I ended up getting, uh, you know, assaulted. So I left the job. I just said, you know, I don't need this. My family's quite well off. I went to work with my father. But I never got received any kind of papers from them, never got any kind of dismissal, any, you know, he quit or uh, he got right. fired, nothing. I never received nothing from him. So now uh, a lot of the guys from the company, actually, I don't want to mention it, on the air, but whatever, I can mention it to you later. Uh, you know, I, I get guys calling me saying that, you know, oh, you don't want to say anything about this and that. And uh, it, it seems kind of strange to me that, you know, you show up there as a regular guy just trying to work, and they have their own little thing Thing happening yeah. over there, or, or spiel. So Herb, let me oh, make it. Let me make well, it... What can I do? I only yeah. worked it for two years, Leo. It's not like something uh, sure. you know big, like uh, my whole career. But so uh, here's the thing,
1: Herb. If if you left, if you quit essentially because you were assaulted, because something happened in the workplace, and now you felt uncomfortable going to work,
3: I try to approach
7: the boss, the guy there. I'll say his name. His name is Jim. I try to tell him, listen, uh, I'm I'm not comfortable here. This guy assaulted me. You know. And he he wanted to know all kinds of specifics about this and that. And Mm -hmm. in this kind of like a fraternity kind of style job, uh, you don't want to mention that because then everybody will be against you. So I just said, no, I'm going to leave send me some kind of paper. They, they never sent me anything. I don't know if I still work
1: there or not, so, you know. No, no, you, you don't work there, but let me. here's the, here's the problem. If you're assaulted and you go to your employer and they do the sensible thing, which is, okay, now you've told us we want to know about it so we can investigate or, or, or take action, and you say, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just leave. That's a problem because your employer is owed the opportunity to try to fix the problem, to try to do something about it. It's one thing if you go to the employer and you tell them about it and they say, too bad, we're not going to do anything, then you can leave and you can treat that as a constructive dismissal. From the sounds of it, if you didn't really cooperate with your employer, didn't give them the opportunity to respond, you may have then really resigned and you actually may not be entitled to anything
0: we'll take a short break hang on the line we'll get to one or two more calls before we uh, wrap it for another evening 416-870-6400 star 640 on cell, leor's number by the way after the show is 416-216-5900 more of the employment hour coming up talk radio am 640 we'll take it right to the phones as we get down to our dwindling few minutes here jeff and markham how are you not too bad good you got the floor man we got a question for leor
3: uh, yes, my wife has been with her employer for 14 years at a fi- small financial institution that was acquired by a larger one. Uh, her original contract said she got a month per year of service. They've turned around and said, no, you're getting a week, have a nice day
1: So for every year of service. So they said that in a new agreement that they wanted her to sign?
3: They didn't sign it. They've given her a severance package. So they let her yeah.
1: go, I see.
3: Yeah. So the- And she's seven months pregnant, too.
1: Wow. Now, the agreement you said that said a month per year, was that with the previous company?
3: Uh, That was with, yeah, the original company.
1: Okay. So uh, here's the reality. The reality is that the agreement with the previous company does not continue. So the agreement with the previous company was not inherited by the new company. They inherited her service, but not her employment agreement. But the good news is she probably gets about a month per year of service in any event, irrespective of that. A week is uh, a week per year is going to be not even close for her. The fact that she is pregnant makes it uh, important because now she's not necessarily able to look well, she's not able to look for work realistically. So that can increase the amount of severance she gets even more. So Jeff, your wife has been wrongfully dismissed. She needs to give me a call. You need to give me a call off air. Uh, I want to see the termination paperwork. I want to see any agreement that she may have signed with a new company. And on that basis, I'd be more than happy to help her resolve this uh, very quickly so she can get what she's owed.
0: What would she do for an employment contract if she didn't sign? What are they based
1: it on? So if if she didn't sign, it's as if she's hired under an oral agreement, as if you accepted a job and did not sign an employment agreement, which, by the way, for the employee, probably a very good thing usually. It's probably one of the best things.
0: So the best thing to do is severance pay calculator, which is That's the way right. we'll end it for tonight, right? So
1: so for for our callers today or anyone listening, if you want to know how much you're owed, if you lost your job, you can call me at the office, you can call the show, or anytime you can go to severancepaycalculator.com. Free, anonymous, accurate. It's gonna tell you exactly how much you're owed. You just put in your name uh, It's not your name, sorry, your age, length of employment, and position, completely anonymous. It's gonna tell you six months, eight months, twelve months, whatever the amount is. It's a great uh, tool to have in the in your back pocket if you lost your job or are worried about losing your job or maybe your friend just lost their sure. job and you want to show them. Here's what you wrote, severancepaycalculator.com.
0: We'll wrap it for another week, my friend. Thanks for all the phone calls. We'll do it again next Wednesday on the weekend, weekend show as well. Don't miss that one. The Employment Hour here on Talk Radio AM 640.